Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Our second scripture lesson is the 23rd Psalm. I suspect that many of you have it memorized. I'll be reading it in the King James Version, and if you would like to recite it with me, I invite you to do so. Listen now for the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for being willing to do that with me. I know many of you have that memorized. Others, like me, had to uh, cheat by either reading off the screens or off a piece of paper. <laughs> Memorizing has always been a little difficult for me. It's one of those things that uh, sort of makes, um, makes my brain uh, short circuit. I get so nervous. I, I remember vividly an assignment to memorize and recite the Emancipation Proclamation in ninth grade history class. At some point during my recitation, I drifted into the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I wonder if anything like that's ever happened to you. A lot of us have a uh, sad public speaking story. You may have heard the statistic that there are more people whose number one fear is public speaking than, than anything else. That means that there are more people whose number one fear is public speaking than there are whose number one fear is death. Jerry Seinfeld, quoting that statistic, said that means um, it's better to be in the casket than giving the eulogy. <laughs> now, I don't know exactly what to, make, uh, what to make of that, but I believe it. Because what's true is that fears don't have to make complete sense to affect us. We can be afraid of things that aren't even real because fear isn't entirely rational. The question I pose to you this morning is, uh, what do you do about it? Years ago, before we had kids, we had a dog. We treated like a kid named Ramona. Ramona was scared to death of thunder. During one thunderstorm, we couldn't find her and thought maybe she had run away. Searching the whole house, we finally found her nestled in with some dirty clothes inside the front-loading washing machine. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a dog doing something like that? It sounds crazy, but, but when you think about it, how much safer uh, is being inside the washing machine than being on the couch during a thunderstorm, the way our dogs do now? Uh, 
but that's what they do. Sometimes during thunderstorms on the basement couch will be Sarah and me plus our two dogs and our two children. The, crowd, the couch sometimes gets crowded during thunderstorms. And I, I don't know what it is exactly that Sarah, uh, that Sarah or I could do for them during a thunderstorm, but still they're there with us because they're scared and being close to us somehow makes them feel better. That might be true in your house as well. You might have a dog or a cat or a child who, uh, who, who gets real close to you when they are scared. That might even be true of you as well. Is there someone whose lap you remember crawling into when you were afraid? Or is there a person who just the smell of his aftershave can make you feel safe? Is there a house that makes you breathe a sigh of relief once you walk through its doors? Does the smell of mothballs or ivory soap remind you of a person who you felt so comfortable enough that you could really talk about the fears you carried with you on your heart? I am the good shepherd, he said. And his presence makes the sheep feel safe. This is the fourth Sunday in a row of a sermon series focused on the way Jesus describes himself. And what I'll always remember about this particular I am statement, the fourth of eight that we're focusing on this summer, is that Pope Francis once said, a shepherd must always smell like his sheep. What he means by this is that the shepherd is close enough to us that he smells like us. That when we're scared, he's near, unlike the hired hand who runs away to save himself when trouble looms. It's because of his proximity, his familiarity, that he can cast out our fear. And that is a wonderful truth which matters today because today there is a whole lot to be afraid of. But what do we do about it? These days, it's as though the whole world were just swallowed up in fear. Think for a moment about how often you've been seeing words like stress or anxiety. I believe that these are just two palatable words that adults are willing to use instead of the word fear. Grown-ups aren't supposed to be afraid. No one likes to admit that they're scared, so we use words like stress and anxiety, even though anxiety and stress are just fear, essentially. However, they can be worse than fear. They can be a worse feeling than fear, for they fill up our body without a clear source. Anxiety is fear without knowing what you're afraid of. It's always better to put a word to it or a cause. Parents know that, and so they'll always ask their kids, what are you afraid of? On the other hand, sometimes the girls will notice that I'm tense and quiet. They'll ask me what's wrong, and so I'll tell them, I'm just a little stressed. It seems like I used to be stressed about Certain things like sermons, projects, staffing, annual reviews. Lately, some days I'm just stressed and I can't even put into words what it is that I'm stressed about. I just am. Can you relate? 
It's a little bit crazy to be afraid without being able to say what it is that you're afraid of, but you can, uh, you can imagine how we got this way. When we were kids, maybe we'd wake up from a nightmare and would call out for one of our parents. If we were lucky, either our mother or father would rush in. Mom or dad would ask, honey, what's the matter? Well, I had a nightmare, we'd respond. What was the nightmare about, one of our parents would ask. And this is a kind of an, uh, an embarrassing question to answer. Are you just supposed to come out and say that I was in my classroom but only had on my underwear? Can you just say out loud, as a grown-up, I was being followed by a, a legion of life-size caterpillars who were trying to eat me? I guess it depends. How well do you know the person who asked? Can you trust the person who asked with your fear? Can you speak your fear out loud in her presence? I hope you have someone who you can talk to about the deepest concerns of your heart, for life gives us heavy things to carry around while so many people won't let anyone share the burden. Why? Because we don't always trust the smell of the people who are asking. There's a virus out there sort of. Who can you talk to about it? I don't know. That's a, another scary thing. Uh, it's another scary thing to just start talking about this virus because if you drive into the city, they're scared of you if you don't have on a mask. If you drive north of Marietta, they think you're crazy if you're still wearing one. Some are uh, watching the spread of the Delta variant while others are obsessed with getting a good deal on a Delta flight. Jobs are changing, the economy's changing, people are moving, so much is up in the air, and it's hard to know exactly what the future holds. More than that, it's hard to know who you can trust to talk about your worries about the future. I am the Good Shepherd. What does he mean by that? He means I'm with you. He means if you're scared, come on and climb up on the sofa with me and tell me what you're so afraid of. He means I won't laugh, I'll just listen, I won't judge, I'll just be here. You can tell me I am the good shepherd, he said, and he can cast out all fear so that we can get on moving towards where we are destined to go. And where are we destined to go? Well, uh, yesterday I, I read about a child of our church who hit a great big milestone. James Whittingham is a baseball player, and early this season he made a goal for himself. 100 strikeouts. Now, he's a pitcher, so the strikeouts are good. Right? <laughs> And he made this goal for himself to get 100 strikeouts. And this is a big goal that he accomplished just last weekend. And I admire him for it. Not just that he did it, but that he was willing to say out loud what he wanted to do. The danger in saying something like that out loud is that you might never uh, do it. Voicing your dream is a risky thing because you don't know how people might respond. And once you put it out there, some people will be looking for you to fail. That's the truth of the matter. 
However, if you aren't willing to say where you want to go, I'm not sure you can count on ever getting there. If fear holds you captive, you're sort of like our dog, Junebug, who will just stand up at the top of the stairs crying, waiting for one of us to carry her down the steps so she can get to her food bowl. She's terrified of walking down steps, and it keeps her from eating. <laughs> Once again, uh, we've been given a ribbon, and I want you to think for a moment just what it is that fear might be keeping you from. This time the ribbon's green. Why? To represent the green pasture that the good shepherd longs to lead his sheep to. Today I invite you to write down a word on your green ribbon. A place you want to go, a thing you want to do, a, a state of well-being that you hope to achieve. Whatever or wherever it is, write it down. And as you write it down, Imagine you're in a place where you're safe, like a couch or a lap or in someone's arms, where you can smell their smell and sense their presence and be reminded that fear is just a feeling that holds us captive only so long as we allow it to. Now, it happened to me almost exactly four years ago that fear was cast out enough for me to dream of getting somewhere by a particular smell. Four years ago, last weekend, I was in the final stage of accepting this position to come and be one of your pastors. In order for a pastor to do that, he or she must first be examined by the presbytery to make sure that everyone understands what they're getting into. This presbytery was worried that I didn't understand that the church I would be serving was in a different place from how I remember it as a, as a high schooler when I left it. Of course, they were right in a sense. A lot has changed for this church over the last several years since I graduated high school. And, but I told that presbytery that this church might be different, but she still smells the same. <laughs> now, what did I mean by that? <laughs> There is a stairwell in this church that smells exactly the same way now that it did when I was a kid going down those steps to a Sunday school class. And four years ago, I smelled that smell, and that smell reminded me that the good shepherd I was introduced to in this church when I was a child is still with me. And I don't need to be held captive by my troubles and my fears. I remember that this week. I had to remember it again because it's been a very hard year and a half for me and for all of us, though I've realized again recently that my fears are only holding me back if I allow them to. Sometimes I get so afraid I forget who is with me, who is with us, and I fail to remember what has been promised, namely that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not famine, not hardship, not powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation. Not COVID, not politics, not division, not bad news, nothing. Why? Because he is with us. And we're in his presence now. 
So take your green ribbon and write a dream, write a hope, write a place you want to go or a state of mind you hope to achieve. Write it down on your green ribbon and remember this. Plenty of people had their doubts about us, about this church. But our church, as of last Thursday, was just awarded again the best place to worship in Cobb County. And that's for the third year in a row. Because he is still with us and fear will not stop us from getting where we are destined to go. And we were voted best place to worship in Cobb County and it wasn't exactly a democratic vote. <laughs> you, might know, you might know that you can vote best place to worship in Cobb County as many times as you want every day. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> Well, what I'm writing on my ribbon today is that we will not only be the best place to worship in Cobb County, but the best church to be a member of. That we will more truly reflect the diversity of the county that is around us. That we will live into our calling. And that the Lord will help me to become the pastor who you need to help get us there. What's your green pasture? Where do you long to go? Do not allow fear to hold you captive. Write it down. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia. Or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org. Dot O-R-G.